1: to the Locked On Diamondbacks Podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to who? Always wonderful. And might I add, handsome host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, millerthomas 24myportfoliocom On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles, to my photos, and my graphic design. For today's show, we got Javi Reyes on the podcast, host of Locked On Padres. They're going to be talking about all their offseason moves and get into a whole bunch of other things, talking about the Padres and just baseball in general, so stay tuned for that. But first, if your company's interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast, Locked On Diamondbacks, to listen to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at on Diamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at creator Thomas24 for my personal account. At Locked On Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now let's get into that conversation between Javi, Locked On Padres, and I. All right, it's been a minute, but we got Javi Reyes back on the pod. We're gonna be talking a whole bunch. About the Padres. So, Javi, say what's up to the listeners. It's been a minute.
0: Holy cow, you're right. It's been, I think the last time we talked was after that first series, which famously went the Padres' way and allowed me to, uh, as per our rules, our little wager. Uh, Tatis was your Twitter picture, Avi, for yeah. a little bit, yeah. which was really amusing to me. It's one of my favorite wagers to make with people because I think it's just hilarious to make people make other things there on their social network that they use the most. And then, you know, you had that bad series afterwards. And honestly, basically after that D-back series, when you guys won, I think it was Escobar hit some walk-off or whatever on Amelia Pagan, I think Uh, literally ever since then, the Padres have been easily the best thing in my sports loving life. And one of the best things in my life and they've become the story of baseball pretty much.
1: Yeah, aren't you a Chargers fan as well? Is that true? I,
0: I, I am indeed. Uh, as people like to point out, my name is Javier Herbert Reyes on my uh, on my Twitter because I mean he's my husband. I have to show respect <laughs> to Justin Herbert. You know what I mean? Like he just he's he's so he's another thing. Now the team still stinks and is very Chargersy, but I have to admit the fact that the thing that's so excited about Justin Herbert is that it wasn't as expected. There was actual genuine red flags with him. Padres too, to an extent. I mean, I was optimistic about them heading into the season, and I, 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 would, I would actually love to, like, go back and check our, like, division preview things that we did before the season started to, like, see, like, where our, our headspace was back then. Because I think back then it was, like, fringe wildcard team. And now they're a World Series contender. It's amazing. AJ Prowler is a warlock. Yeah, I don't even want to
1: go back to those because I know back in the preseason last year, I was ripping the Padres saying, what's all this uh, hype and acclaim for them? What do they have to offer? And now I look back a year later. All they have is
0: Tatis, man.
1: They just got Tatis and an overpaid Machado. Now we're sitting here a year later. We're like, "Are are the Padres World Series favorites? in 2021. So a lot has changed since we last talked and the Diamondbacks have definitely gone in the opposite direction. You mentioned your Padres. They've just taken off since our last uh, last conversation. The D-backs, they've gone in the opposite direction. They've looked like arguably the worst team in baseball. They had a little stretch where they were above 500. They were second in the division and then all of a sudden the wheels just fell off and they just couldn't hit they couldn't pitch and all the fundamentals of baseball just kind of went out kind of went out the window so it was a pretty disappointing season for the D-backs for sure and so far a disappointing offseason but for you man how does it feel Padres are making moves there's some buzz finally guys are like the talk of the town
0: how does it feel to be a Padres fan right now I mean look (laughs) like like AJ I really think people need to understand like I need a I want AJ Preller to just throw me against a brick wall and replace my teeth with the bricks and then slice me to ribbons with those Beyblade toys. Like I, I just, I, I need AJ prowler to kill me. This guy is insane. Like, and what's so fun about it is um, this is becoming like kind of a, I don't know why I'm thinking of this as a reference, but it's like, I remember back in the day, uh, back when he was making good movies, Will Smith would have a movie come out like every July the Padres making a big deal, like a big trade, a big acquisition is becoming a yearly kind of uh occurrence at this point. Starting it you know, starting in twenty fifteen, I know that it didn't turn out well, but when he traded for like four guys, <laughs> when he traded for Upton and Kemp and Kimbrell and Myers, and don't get me wrong, that was very much like I think he, you know, was building a fantasy baseball team uh, <laughs> at them, but they weren't actually like necessarily. They didn't work as well, and the team wasn't as good. And then they signed Hosmer, and they trade away Shields, and, and all the, you know, they trade away Shields, and they obviously get Tatis out of it. Then they signed Machado, and then they make a bunch of trades before the season, uh, underrated ones that got them Grisham and Davies, and then he goes by Clevenger, and the Mike Clevenger trade looks like it's a starter Pokemon at this point because he just decided to get. Three really, really important pieces in 24 hours. Hassan Kim being the one that I don't think enough people are talking about. Uh, he could be really great, especially at the value. I don't think the the contract for him has been finalized, but that's it's just been remarkable. And I think that Preller has uh, been amazing as a GM, arguably the best in baseball, um, at least the past like two years. I'd say and it's really coming to fruition now, considering that they've been able to build up their depth. Uh, so much without giving up their prospect up too much. Yeah, they lost one of the four. They lost Patino the other day for for Blake Snell. But guess what? You you trade Luis Patino for, you, you're hoping Luis Patino, I should say, becomes a guy like Blake Snell. So yeah, you make that trade, especially on his really uh, team-friendly contract. And, you know, it's just so exciting seeing that this team for so many years was built this way and it came to fruition, everything that was promised. And in fairness, it, I feel like, everyone here at the lockdown network to be honest with you is very much uh has a, a whole has a laugh they love having a laugh over making fun of the owners and say how terrible they are hmm. there has been some reports and I feel like I can you know not confirm but I'm not a reporter but like I can uh, I could see it like the ownership has definitely shown uh, of Ron Fowler of the Padres like has shown more of a willingness that he wants to win and that he wants to give more. I mean they just brought in new Darvish darvish is a pretty uh hefty contract and if hope maybe they're gonna extend tatis so clearly they're like you know what screw this let's try and make this a thing and it's just been i don't know man i could not have i lucked out with the pod i mean i'm just just straight up like i lucked out that uh not, not just with the potters but just being this on this podcast and having my own that this is the team that i have it's just even teams that might be better you might argue the braves the braves some people might say the braves are still better i don't I actually think they're a little bit better than them now because more pitching depth. Uh, the Dodgers are still probably better, but not by a lot. It's just, you know, I don't know. It's just, I'm, I'm living life, man. Living life to the best. 2020 has been an accurate nuclear waste of a year, but selfishly the Padres have been, you know, really great for me. And I've been enjoying every single aspect of them.
1: Yeah. And bringing up the owner, that's so important, honestly, in baseball because, They're the only reason, owners are the only reason why teams aren't spending money. There's no Mm -hmm. salary cap in baseball. If a team wants to go out there and get the best player in the market, all they have to do is (laughs) give them the contract and say sign here on the dotted line. So a Padres owner who is more willing to spend the money, you're going to go out there and get the players if you pair the owner with an aggressive GM like A.J. Preller is. Dave Dombrowski, he's not meant for every owner because he's going to gut you of your farm system. And he's going to go out there and try to trade for the best players on the market. So we'll see how he does in Philadelphia, a team who reportedly lost $100 million during this pandemic and probably wants to cut some financial ties. So we'll see how Dave Dombrowski uh, Dombrowski works over there. But A.J. Preller right now for the Padres has been killing it. And I love what he's doing because I'm the kind of guy who – My philosophy is trade your farm system, trade your prospects. If you know you can get an elite established starter Mm -hmm. or offensive player back, I'm not in the, Line of thinking of hey, let's just hold on to these prospects like a Danny Ainge. Let's just hoard all these prospects. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah! take your I, shots
0: at Danny Ainge, please. Yeah. I love this. Please. Yeah. Oh my God, what a fraud! We're not. Yeah, <laughs> we're not here just
1: to collect prospects and assets to hopefully make a trade that's never gonna happen. AJ Preller's actually he's got the farm system, and even though he's been giving up a lot of prospects, he hasn't given up. They they gave, what gave up the Padres' number three best prospect that. But yeah, they gave up that,
0: Patina. Petinia there's like four golden eggs. I guess, that the Padres have had for a little bit, and that's probably C.J. Abrams, Mackenzie Gore being the top pitching prospect in baseball, Luis Campizano and Luis Patino. And he gave up Patino, which I think out of the four to give up for Blake Stowe is absolutely fine. And that's the crazy part. You know, this rotation that just got better, Mackenzie Gore is the best pitching prospect. This guy might be like a superstar ace. And, it, it, you know, in like three years, he might be better than all of these guys that they have on the team right now. You just never know. That's what's so exciting about it.
1: All right, all right, all right. Javi and I will continue that conversation in just a second. But first, are we ready for some football? College football heads into bowl season, and there are some big matchups this weekend. NFL regular season is finishing up with the playoff picture becoming even clearer. There's only one place, as you covered, and one place we trust betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Right now, I'm gonna be betting on the NFL game of the week and I really like that Packers versus Bears matchup. The Bears win, they get into the playoffs. If the Packers lose, they could miss out on the number 1 seed, so I'm going to be all in on that game. And don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKDOWN to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online your online sportsbook experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partners on Twitter at BetOnline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use promo code LOCKEDON for your sign-up bonus. Hashtag BetOnline. I want to talk to you guys also about Bilt Bar, because Bilt Bar is back, more improved, and more delicious than ever before. They have 18 amazing flavors, but 6 new flavors. Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry Barsia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisp. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're both soft and easy to chew. And the reason why I love Built Bar is because they're healthy. They're great for the health conscious guy like me because I try to go to the gym when I can, but I have a sweet tooth. I can't lie. But Built Bar does a great job of tricking me because I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, and high in fiber. So it's great if you got. That. If you go to builtbar.com right now, they reset their promo code for this relaunch. You could get. Twenty percent off when you sign up. Just use promo code LockedOn to get twenty percent off your next order at BuiltBar. dot com. All right! All right! All right! Let's get back to that conversation between Javi and I. Yeah, and so you gave up one golden egg, like you said, Mm -hmm. and then other three, like what, let's say
0: like five or six top 20-ish kind of prospects in your farm system? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Taylor Trammell, amongst some people, used to be a really high up there prospect. I First, I'm rooting for him. I know, shout out Aram Layton of uh, Locked Out MLB Prospects. He famously is not in on him I feel like everyone uh is really out on that guy in terms of his ability to contribute so naturally he'll be awesome in the major leagues I guess uh but uh giving him up made sense even if it was just for Austin Dola I get that but yeah for the most part man it's just been I mean even like you look back at the Clevenger deal I know that Clevenger is missing this year but you know in the moment they still didn't give up too much for him uh all things considered the that's it's just it, people don't understand like how hard it is to do that usually you have to give up something um, I mean, heck, the friggin' uh Pirates gave up so much for Chris Archer, you know, famously, which is oh, bad. I I love it when people bring that up, but also, yeah, I agree with you though too. Where I hate this, I think we do a lot of prospect fetishizing, fetishizing yeah. in baseball, where it's like, oh, the number eighteen, and he can do this and do that. Like one of my favorite things I've been saying on every pod that I've been doing lately is like, they gave up um, uh, Kevin Hunt, no. I forgot his name in the, in the Blake Snell tree. I Blake got his name Hunt, something hot. I blanking out it, but someone's like, uh, so someone, oh, thank you. And someone was like, you know, they gave up Luis Patino great prospect and they gave up uh, Francisco Mejia, maybe an underrated bat, you know, maybe change of scenery guy and this guy hunt and look at this video. This guy's got a plus power. And I'm like, bro, you're showing me a video of like some iPhone seven potato looking video of a guy hitting a home run in what looks like a, a borderline practice field. Like, all right, cool don't get me wrong there's it's impressive and i could never do what the, the single a guy does admit mm-hmm. in baseball the farm system is all that but like stop doing this thing where you're getting hyped about this like raw footage like it was like it's leaked footage you know how like movie trailers leak all the time that's what it looks mm-hmm. like when you like leak or like leak set photos it's mm-hmm. like oh what's oh look at this the chemistry's on it's what it's like bro it's like one frame that you gotta give the whole picture right so i, I always like make making fun of people who treat prospects a little bit too uh hold them in such a higher regard that I think that they should be holding them. And you're right. Danny age is a fraud. I'll say <laughs> it on this podcast. Don't, and what's funny is he it used to be like, Oh, he can't draft now. It's like, no, he did the Tatum and, and uh, Jalen Brad thing, but it's like, this team has been linked to, Oh, that's right. Every single superstar in the NBA for the past like 10 years. And they didn't make one of them, including the trade that would have got them Kawhi and who knows if that gets it's the title. So they're cowards. I've had enough of the red so- uh, the Celtics. And now they think they're too good for James Harden. That, that, that's my favorite thing. They don't want to trade for – none of the Boston fans want to trade for James Harden, which I get because he's, like, the least likable, like, superstar arguably in all of sports. But it's just, like, yeah, it's hilarious that you guys are like, oh, no, 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 not him, though. We want a superstar, but not that one. It's like, okay, you guys are funny. Anyway, yeah. enough uh, on my soapbox. We gotta have a little no, bit of it's today. all good. Danny
1: Ainge is a fraud this is going to be the title of the podcast. <laughs> I already know it when I'm going to cut this up in a little bit. That's going to be the title of this podcast. Danny Ainge is a fraud. But like you, like we were talking about the prospects, I was going back and looking at the exact Greinke trade to Houston last season. The mm-hmm. D-backs got back the Astros number three, four, and fifth best prospect in their farm system guess what they've done so far for the d-backs <laughs> absolutely nothing i haven't seen them yet on the major league field and one of them had to go under tommy john surgery so he's been out for a year the other two prospects you know they're still working their way up through the system so by the time you actually see these guys on the major league level you could have kept that dude around and had him produce for your team for another three seasons and a guy like blake snell he's still pretty young in baseball yeah, he's not 28, like eight man yeah only 28 years old now you darvish is a a little bit more expensive. Yeah. yeah, he's a little bit more yeah. older. And I like what the Cubs got back in that deal because they didn't just get prospects back. They actually got Zach Davies back too, which I think yeah. is kind of overlooked. I saw our uh, co-host, Ben, of Locked On Giants. He did a little comparison over how like the last three seasons, Darvish and Zach Davies, have been pretty comparable now. Since the all-star break of 2019, you Darvish has been on an absolute tear. But if you just look at their mm-hmm. numbers in totality the last three years, Davies has been right there with you, Darvish. So I thought the Cubs got back a nice, solid return considering what they were giving up, you know, a potential Cy Young award winner in you Darvish. But under all that, I think what you said before, that shortstop from the KBO league, Kim, I thought that would just like under the I thought that was just so underreported honestly I saw the Blake Snell trade that day but when I was going mm-hmm. to MLB.com I was like damn they got Kim too I was like no one's even talking <laughs> about this honestly I was like he's like the hottest thing to come out that that league in a while and he was so coveted during free agency and so mm-hmm. I just want to know how does he fit into that offensive lineup because it sounds like he might have to platoon a little bit with Cronenworth maybe at mm-hmm. second because of course you got Tatis and Machado at shortstop
0: and third base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. It's hey, hey, When we did our podcast, Cronenworth wasn't even a thing. He wasn't even a thing yet. That's just how much things have changed. It sounds like, because I've seen reported that they, they're going to experiment a bit. Obviously, shortstop is Tatis. That's just his thing. They're not moving anyone there. But Cronenworth, you know, I would just be monitoring that because I think the Pirates should be a little careful because they've already moved him around a lot. Like he's played every – he played every infield position at some point this season. He even had to play first base at one point. He played shortstop a little bit and a tiny bit over at third when Machado didn't play a couple games. Um, So I would just be careful. Hey, don't push your luck on this guy. Don't – you know, I know he's a utility guy and it looks like he could play a lot of different positions, but be careful. Uh, But I think it all depends. And I think that's going to be one of the great – it's a fun, fun problem to have. Uh, obviously, I think both of them will be playing. They will be starting. But it's going to be interesting to see, like, where do they move Cronenworth? What are they going to do with FAM in that case if they move Cronenworth to, say, left field? What are they going to do in that respect? It would be great. It'd be lovely if Major League Baseball decided that it likes fun and it likes action and would just give us the universal DH. But as of right now, they said not to plan for it. I don't know what's so hard about just saying that there's no DH. I don't know. I genuinely do not know what's so hard about just saying what's going to happen like right now, if you've decided already, but uh, yeah, it's a great problem to have even with all those complaints still though. Uh, And I'm looking forward to seeing, I guess that's, that's going to be like, for once I'll actually be really paying attention to spring training because I think they have some interesting lineup uh, decisions to make.
1: That's it for this edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Thank you to Javi Reyes for hopping on today's pod. And don't forget to come back tomorrow because we'll have more of that conversation between Javi and I. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy out there. Deuces!